This is the Jerry Callahan Show. So where were you? I was uh, sitting right here in this seat. We had just finished recording yesterday. Ironhead was sitting there grieving the late Fudd Oconee. And uh, the, the, the news breaks. Uh, live Golf and the PGA Tour and DP or DW World Tour. Uh, which I know nothing about except it's on sun. It's on like Sunday mornings on golf channel. I've, I don't even know what that is. And I'm a pretty big golf fan. So the story breaks, it's huge. It's shocking. It's stunning. And my first thought is what is tiger doing right now? Is he down in Jupiter, Florida working out? Maybe he's getting a massage. Maybe he's at Perkins picking up another waitress. I need to know. This is the best part of this story. It's a wild story. I hope everyone appreciates just how wild it is because it's uh, it's going to be it's going to get spicy. To quote my uh, my girl Paige Spiranak, she said things are going to get spicy, and they are. And the best part of this, the wildest part of the, the most interesting part of this is, and it's simple. Here it is. Tiger Woods was offered $800 million to go to the Live Tour two years ago. He could have gone with Brooks Koepka and Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and the rest of them. He would have uh, played in a few you know, uh, uh, tournams, 48-player field, fields, three-day tournaments, no cut. He would have made another you know, $15, $20, 30000000 million dollars. So he basically passed up on, oh, I don't know, almost a billion dollars to stay with the PGA Tour. And he defended the PGA Tour. And he said, uh, you know, the, the 9-11 families are, are uh, you know, they, you know they, they, they make a good case here. He made a moral decision to stay with the PGA Tour, to be loyal. And two years later, the PGA Tour, uh, the commissioner, Jay Monahan and a couple of other suits, lawyers, sat down with the Saudis and made a deal. And now they're merging. And uh, Bryson DeChambeau gets to keep his $130 million. Phil Mickelson gets to keep his $200 million. Tiger Tiger Woods gets nothing. I need to know. I need to know how this went down in the... uh, in, in Tiger's world, what he said, what he did. That's the real get. Uh, we're going to learn a lot. The cameras for the Netflix documentary series, the the thing they do behind, you know, inside the ropes. Full swing. With the PGA Tour, following guys around, talking to guys about this and other things. It's pretty good. It's, it's, a, it's a good inside look. They're on the plane, the private planes with the guys and in the locker room. They tweeted out, yes, they were in the room yesterday in Toronto when Monaghan addressed the players. The only problem is most of the big-time players aren't there. It's, it's not the greatest field in the Canadian Open. Rory McIlroy was there, and it got really tense. We have some details on that. Uh, there was a few other guys. Justin Thomas is there, Sam Burns. A few other guys who probably passed up real money to stay with the PGA tour um, uh, two years ago who didn't jump to live and who now must feel burned. They just must feel like they got shivved in the back and Monaghan is the guy. He's still commissioner right now today, as we sit here, I'm not sure how much longer that lasts when the trust is gone. 
when you when you stuck it to these guys so blatantly, so brazenly, when you come across as just the biggest hypocrite in the world, I'm not sure how you survive. I think Monaghan will get, you know, a big pile of cash, but he has to get the boot. He cannot serve as the, the commissioner, the leader, a trusted leader for these guys after what he did. It is, it is truly inexcusable. Now, we've talked about live a lot. I've, I've, I've made my case. There is nothing. I, I don't blame any of the guys. I don't blame DeChambeau or Kepka or Johnson or Mickelson. They made the best deal they could. Uh, Monaghan used, the PGA Tour used the 9-11 families as leverage against these guys and tried to make them, tried to shame them, say they were making a immoral decision, unethical decision to get in bed with the Saudis. My point was always, um, why do we expect golfers to be the ones to draw the line, the moral line in the sand, when all major corporations in this country do business with Saudi Arabia. Do you know where Tony Blinken, do you know where our secretary of state, that weasel, do you know where he was yesterday when this news broke? He was in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, sucking up to uh, the crown prince, you know, the evil crown prince who, uh, who, who murdered Jamal Khashoggi. That guy, the guy who, you know, gives you, who, who, who outlawed homosexuality and the, you know, that, that theocratic fascist, our secretary of state was kissing his ass yesterday. So we expect that's just part of doing business. You know, we, we saw our president go there last year and fist bump the crown prince. So those guys can do business with the Saudis, all the major companies, all, you know, Nike and, and, you know, Coca-Cola and, and Raytheon, Raytheon has a headquarters in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. That's, I grew up in a Raytheon household. I don't, uh, I, I can't begrudge some guy who plays golf for a living for taking money to play golf on a different tour because it is backed by Saudi Arabian money. This, this always killed me. We got, we got all the details here. We got the meeting, the details from the meeting with Monaghan in Toronto before the Canadian Open. And it just sounds so tense. I'm not sure how they figure this thing out. I'm not sure how guys like Tiger and Rory and Hideki Matsu, Matsu, yeah, Hideki, Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama turned down $400 million. He was a big get for Liv because he's such a big star in Japan and Asia. How do you think he's feeling right now? He would have walked away with $400 million and two years later, and he could have played all the majors and he could have come back to the PGA tour two years later. He turned it down because they told him it was immoral. It was just not right to do this, to take money from such a, uh, from such a unethical prince, crown prince, or, you know, such a tyrannical country. He's out 400 million bucks. You think Hideki Matsuyama is going to sit down and have coffee with Jay Monahan? Sit there and say, yeah, you know, let's bygones be bygones. That can't, that guy can't survive. Monahan cannot survive. And I understand, you know, he's, he's, he's making his case. He's saying that they were going to get sued. We, we avoided all the lawsuits, all the, all the discovery. All, everyone's going to make more money. There's going to be more attention. The golf, the game of golf is definitely the winner here because 
people are going to be fascinated to watch this thing unfold. Hopefully they don't adopt some of the stupid rules that live had. Hopefully they don't have that stupid thing on the screen with, with all the team uh, results and all the flashing lights. And uh, I mean, there, there's, there's improvements that can be made, but uh, they can't adopt uh, all the, all the, the ways that uh, live did it. But the, 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 the guys have not spoken yet. We've seen some tweets especially from the live guys. And that was a great tweet from uh, Brooks Kepka when he asked for a welfare check on Brendel Chambly, the golf channel guy who really hates the live tour, who really thinks these guys are uh, scoundrels and villains for going to play for the, for the Saudis. But um, I don't think, I mean, I, I think in the long run, five years from now, people look back, they'll forget it. They'll say, did he go to live or didn't he go to live? They all have a lot of money, all the good players, all the best players. But this drives me crazy. I see it today and I'm, people are all offended. People like Chambly. Every company, every big company does business with Saudi Arabia. Every big company does business with lots of questionable uh, uh, countries, of lots of questionable companies. I thought this every week watching PGA tour events, the best players, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau are covered with Nike swooshes. They get the Nike swoosh on their hat, Nike swoosh on their shirt, on their bag, Nike stuff. The stuff they're wearing is made in China by slaves, by Uyghur Muslim slaves. China is a dictatorship. China has lots of human rights abuses. They have concentration camps. That was okay for some reason to have the Nike swoosh all over your body and, and we can root for that guy. Go Schefter, Scheffler, go. But uh, Kepka or, or Mickelson, oh, they took money from the crown prince. It was just selective outrage from the beginning. And there are so many intertwined arrangements and deals that it was impossible to say that, oh yeah, my money, my money's pure. I'm, I'm taking a moral stand. I'm not taking money from Saudi Arabia, but I'm taking money from all these other companies that do business in Saudi Arabia or in China or in the United Arab Emirates. You just couldn't make it into two nice, neat little categories. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Some people tried to do it. Chambly tried to do it. Hell, Monaghan tried to do it. We're going to get to that sound, which is just incredible. If you thought Monaghan was a snake and a scoundrel uh, before this, looking back at the way he tried to dissuade guys from leaving, from jumping to live, the way he, the language he used, the people he used, the 9-11 families, he used them. Be fired for that alone. Yeah, for that, yeah, I, I would agree. For that alone, he's got to go. For that alone, he will go down in infamy. I hope he, he made a lot of money because he can never recover. This guy will never, ever recover from this. We're going to get to that. We got all the details. We got all, and, and <laughs> I'm telling you, next week, U.S. Open, it's going to be huge. People are going to be dying to hear from all the principals. When this Netflix thing comes out, I don't know how quickly they turn it around. That's going to break the, uh, well, I don't know, but some people don't care, I guess, but it's going to get huge numbers. I'm really looking for it. We have Trump gloating, of course, because Trump predicted this. Trump not only uh, got in business 
got in bed with the, with the Saudis and hosted a live event. And I don't blame him. I didn't blame him one bit. The PGA tour screwed Trump over. They, they fell, you know, they, they bowed down to all the Trump haters and they uh, took away a PGA event from his course, from all of his courses. They couldn't play any PGA tour events. So he hosted a live tournament. He predicted this a year ago that they would merge uh, he knew it was coming. He was right. Trump wins again. But I just find it amazing that on the same day, our attorney, our, our secretary of states in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, we're going to blame people from do, for doing business with Saudi Arabia. It's just so hypocritical. We got the Tucker Carlson. We get the whole thing. Tucker Carlson's return. I'm just going to say this was perfect. You know, I'm a big Tucker fan, obviously, but it was 10 minutes no guests, no commercials. He touched on a bunch of really sensitive subjects. His, his, uh, his reach for this, his audience was massive. What are we up to now, Ironhead? He's approaching 70 million views. Yeah. On a good night on, on Fox News, he got 3 million. He's now, he's going to get Super Bowl numbers on this video and I realize it probably won't happen if he does a nightly show. It probably won't reach those kind of numbers. But I think it shows that things are changing, that the, the way you use media uh, is, is different now. And if Tucker goes to Twitter, does it every night and gets, I don't know, 20, 30 million views, when the, when the whole lineup on Fox News is probably totaling, I don't know, 10 million, it's, it's a game changer by any definition. And the best part is you know there's no editor, there's no boss, there's no filter, there's no Murdoch leaning on him, telling him to be careful. We're up to uh, 67.8 million views for Tucker. That's right. We got some of that. It's good. I, I think he did this exactly right, this, this return. And uh, we have some of the criticism, which is hilarious. Taylor Lorenz is criticizing Tucker because, you know, it was, it was unprofessional. I have... I'm going to just say the biggest, most brazen lie I think I've heard from a member of Congress. I mean, it's not quite in Biden's league when it comes to just flat out lying, but Jamie Raskin, the ranking member of the oversight committee just told the most brazen uh, lie you've ever seen. We have it. And it's just, it's staggering in just how easily comfortably Obviously, this guy lies. It's about the Biden uh, bribery scandal, which is about to explode. And we have uh, Elliot Page. I get confused every time I talk about Elliot Page. Is it a he or she? What the hell is Elliot Page today? It's a he today. He's a she today. She every day, right? (laughs) Elliot Page is uh, out, I think, out Smolletting Smollett. Perhaps the most laughable uh, hoax, which just so happened to happen, just so happened to occur on the day Elliot's new book came out. I mean, at least Smollett didn't have a book coming out the day that he claimed that he was uh, mugged and beaten by a couple of MAGA bros. But uh, we'll give you the details on what Elliot Page is alleging happened to her on the, uh, on, the, on well, it happened a while ago, but uh, I guess uh, 
She went public with it on the day her new book comes out. And she's got all kinds of weird stories. I was reading about the reading the book of, you know, people who are just homophobic and transphobic to her in Hollywood, to him, her, whatever. We'll get to that. And lots more on today's Callahan show. But first, the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code JERRY. Shipping is free. All right, let's get to the sound. It is just something, you know, there's just some sound, some bites, some clips that you never, ever live down. You know, there's some things you say that you just, uh, you know, I mean, when you think about whatever, think about, uh, you know, George H.W. Bush, you know, read my lips or... uh, or Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Some things that just you're going to take them to your grave. There's no way around it. It just it's just the way it is. Most people probably didn't even know who Jay Monahan was two days ago. He's the commissioner of the PGA Tour for now. He was the guy who was uh, who who's, who ha- whose job it was to dissuade guys from leaving the PGA Tour and going to live two years ago when the Saudis were money whipping these guys, they started obviously with Greg Norman, the commissioner of the live tour, who wasn't even in the meetings yesterday and was not even privy to the negotiations, which is another interesting twist. But Phil, then they went to Phil Mickelson. He got $200 million to join the live tour. Even after he said that the Saudis were, what do you say? Some bad MFers because they, they killed, um, um, Muslim activist Jamal Khashoggi, pretend journalist, not really a journalist, but still. Turns out he, he meant uh, bad like Samuel Jackson, bad. Right, like bad, like bad MFR, yeah. like on the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Which wallet's yours? The one that says bad MFR. <laughs> uh, but Phil took a lot of heat, took a lot of crap, and uh, from some righteous people, some self righteous people who thought this was just morally wrong. He took $200 million and lots of people said, Hey, you know, his, his days of winning tournaments on the tour are over good for him. He cashed in. He's got gambling debts to pay. He looked, he was the villain, Norman and Mickelson, and then guys followed and they kind of in, in when the numbers got bigger, you know, each guy faced less criticism, took more heat. So you had, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka and Bryson DeChambeau and a whole bunch of them, um, um, Cam Smith, a whole bunch of them jumped for different, you know, they, they all got massive amounts of money different, and, and, and it was staggering the money they, they got. And uh, 
I didn't blame them. I said, lots of people, lots of capitalists do busy with the, do business with the Saudi Arabians. Again, name a U.S. company, a major corporation that doesn't do business with Saudi Arabia. Our own government does business in Saudi Arabia. Again, Biden was fist bumping with the evil uh, crown prince, uh, MSB. Um, so it was hypocritical. Monaghan didn't really think it was immoral. He used 9-11. He used Correct. The, 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 the families who were and, and probably coordinated the protests. They protested out some, outside some of these live tournaments, including the one in Bedminster, New Jersey, at the Trump course, I believe. The families that were there protesting, and Monaghan loved it. Good. Shame these guys who took the money and ran. He pressured other guys like Tiger Woods, like Rory McIlroy, like Scotty Scheffler to stay on the PGA tournament and to criticize their counterparts who took the money and jumped to live. So he used the families of 9-11, he used Tiger, he used Rory, and now he has to make amends with all these people now that he (laughs) agreed to a deal. Now the PGA Tour is going to be funded by the crown prince and the evil theocratic fascists in Saudi Arabia. This is, is this the, the old clip when he was shaming everybody and giving his sad face and yeah. somber face and saying, You're, you know, I, I, I would never join forces with those evil Saudis. Is this the one? Yeah. And the craziest part is it's like, it wasn't a throwaway comment. He talked about it for a couple minutes. <laughs> he just wouldn't it was, stop. It was the strategy. You know, they came up with a strategy. How do we, well, so you gotta, I'm you have to make sure, you have to make sure if you're going to use that as your strategy, that it friggin' works. And it did not. How do, how do we fend off this, this alternative, this competitor? And they said, I know what we'll do. We'll shame everybody. We'll tell them, you know, uh, you're, you're getting in bed with Osama bin Laden, the ghost of, uh, you know, OBO. Um, and uh, we'll talk about Jamal Khashoggi getting murdered. And we'll talk about human rights violence. They cut hands off of, uh, off of uh, theft, thieves, petty thieves. They chop their hands off. That's the kind of people you're getting in bed with. Uh, you know, uh, let's wrap this up. I got a meeting with the Chinese in 10 minutes. That's that's the kind of guy we're talking about here. A total phony, a total fraud, a guy who cannot survive this act of betrayal. And I tell you, he's he went to Toronto, spoke to the players. He's He's got Rory defending him. We'll get to that. It's kind of embarrassing. There is no way Tiger gives him a pass. No way Tiger doesn't lash out at some point. Tiger is seething somewhere. I mean, the good thing for Tiger is he he doesn't have to show up every week because he's not playing. You know, he will not be in L.A. for the U.S. Open, which is too bad. He might be there, actually. You know, he's in L.A. a lot. But, and if he is and he's, uh, and he's accessible to the media at all, that is going to be good. There is no way. Am I, I could be wrong, but there's no way Tiger goes along with Rory and says, you know, things happen. Let's just water under the bridge. That We're talking about the most competitive person on the planet, Tiger Woods. He's competitive. He's a narcissist, an egomaniac. He doesn't like to lose. He lost out on $800 million because this fraud told him, uh, you know, to, to stick with the PGA Tour, to be loyal to the PGA Tour. I know. So that's going to be good whenever it happens. I don't know. 
I'll, I'll check. Maybe there's a event schedule where Tiger's uh, accessible to the media and we'll talk about this. Or maybe he'll do it off the record. Maybe he'll tell somebody off the record that he would like to skin this guy alive, that he would like <laughs> to disembowel Jay Monahan, because that's, I think, the way Tiger is looking at it right now. But let's listen to this fraud. And you tell me, tell me that this sound, this cut is not going to haunt this man forever. This thing's going to be remembered forever as the ultimate act of betrayal. You know, nobody, obviously it's business, there's money involved, but uh, this fraud put on an act to try to save, to try to stop people from leaving his tour and two years later shook hands with those, those monsters who were uh, trying to destroy the tour. Watch this. The term today, sports washing. The use of games and teams and stadiums to cleanse an image and launder a reputation. I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? 9-11 families say live golfers who accept these huge payouts from the Saudi government are helping the Saudis sports wash a history of human rights abuses and terrorism. Okay, some have called it the Saudi Golf League instead of the Live Golf Series. Is uh, is how big of an issue is it uh, where the money is coming from as far as that tour? Yeah. Well, it's 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 not an issue for me because I don't work for the Saudi Arabian government, but it probably is an issue for players that chose to go and take that money. And I think you have to ask yourself the question, Jim. Why? No, I listen. I, I think I've been pretty clear on this. I don't. I don't see it happening. You know, and there are when you look at where we are and you think about words and actions. You know, we are currently being. Uh, we're currently in a lawsuit. So coming together and having conversations to me, um, you know, that card is off the table and has been for a long period of time. That was one and a half years ago. <laughs> And uh, the negotiations were very secret, let's be honest. Nothing leaked. None of the players knew. The PGA Tour is the professional golfers. The golfers, they are the tour. They knew nothing about this. Nothing leaked. Tiger didn't know. Rory didn't know by all accounts. And I've been reading all the golf insider stuff from all the different guys who uh, are full-time golf writers and reporters Nobody knew this was coming down the pike. God knows Brendel Chambly didn't know because he stuck his neck out, you know, two weeks ago, ripping these players for taking Saudi money and, and shaming them and taking the moral high ground. He looks like an absolute fool. He called this the saddest day in golf history. Brendel Chambly is sad. Here's the problem is it's good for golf. It's good for golf. If you're just a fan, and you don't sit there and try to decide who's who's taking the most you know, money from the, the more the wor- worst people. If you're just watching golf, you're going to enjoy this. They're back together again. The best players. It's going to be tense. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be interesting. Bring it on. I mean, it's there's going to be these guys are going to go play in Saudi Arabia. They they must. That has to be part of the deal. 
And uh, I mean, they play in the Middle East all the time. They don't sit there and say, Tiger Woods, or Rory McIlroy doesn't sit there and say, can I check all the sponsors of this tournament in Dubai? Let me check each and every sponsor. Make I want to see what their human rights record is. Oh, let me see if they get a good grade from uh, a good ESG, if they're environmentally friendly. Is that what we're, 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 they're supposed to do? Of course not. They're golfers. Is this uh, Chambly? Look at the sad face on him. Let's listen to Chambly, who was the biggest, the most vocal critic of Liv and the players who jumped to Liv. He was he ripped every one of them. Mickelson and Kepka hate him. They hate him and he hates them. And now he's going to be, you know, on the set for uh, all the events which will include all these live guys, the best live guys. It's a really sad day. Let's listen to Brandle. Yeah, um remember just tough audio here, so it'll sound better after. First heard about it, I was completely shocked. I can't imagine that uh, too many people outside of maybe the two or three or four or five people that were in the room that brought this merger to fruition would have known anything about it. Uh, after the shock sort of ebbed away, I was hugely disappointed. I think this is one of the saddest days in the history of professional golf. Uh, I do believe that the governing bodies, the entities, the professional entities have sacrificed their principles for profit. And then, of course, I tried to imagine what circumstances would have led to such a capitulation. Uh, I think there are three things likely that would have led to something like this, as Jody was just talking about previous uh, intractable legal issues going on indefinitely into the future. Uh, No doubt with legal vulnerability on both sides of this issue, and the only people that stood to profit from that were the lawyers that were involved. And then, of course, the... He looks so bad. You know what? Here's the the bottom line. They were... Staring down, Liv and uh, PGA were staring each other down. Liv had billions and billions to spend on a legal fight and lawyers. They could have taken, they could have fought forever. PGA Tours got money, but they don't have Saudi money. And if you want a practical explanation, the players are going to make more. The tours are going to make more. There's going to be better ratings. It's going to work out for everybody. I just think if you're Tiger, if you're Rory, you're saying, Wait, that was a year and a half ago that you said that there would be no merger. That was a year and a half. I mean, the AFL and NFL merged, but it took more than two years. You know, all the leagues that have merged over hist- historically, they take they generally take more than two years. This had to be in the works six months ago. We're talking less than two years before they were sitting down talking about merging with the Saudis. So these frauds were just using 9-11 using these grieving families it's just contemptible and that guy i don't see I, I, it's gonna be tough for Bleed too he's kind of a laughing stock today um as i said uh, kepka was was taunting him on twitter they're gonna love when they show up at a tournament and Bleed's there you know kind of sitting in the background and they walk by Mickelson and Kepka and D- Dustin Johnson are just going to love it when, oh. <laughs> when they see him face to face. I was looking at the field, as I said, in Canada, not a great field. Some, you know, some of the top players, Rory, Sam Burns, Matt Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Justin uh, Thomas, uh, Shane Lowry. They were there for a meeting and uh, we got the details from um, uh, from the UK Telegraph. This is an international thing, by the way. You know, these are like I said, Hideki turned down four hundred million. It's insane. How do you think he's feeling today? I don't know if he's as spicy as Tiger, 
but I don't care how much money you have. You, you got to feel burned. You got to say, wait a second. I could have taken 400 million and been back on the PGA tour a year and a half later. What the hell happened here? And when you're Monahan or you one of his flackies, lunk flunkies, you need to be trusted. The players have to trust you. They have to respect you. And that's over with. This is from uh, the UK Telegraph. It says, Rory, Mc- Rory McElroy became involved in a foul-mouthed slanging match. This is a British publication. A slanging match? I never even heard that word. Me At a players' meeting in, uh, on Tuesday night, as PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan attempted to justify the merger with, L- with Live Golf, McElroy kept quiet until Grayson Murray, the world's number 227th ranked player, shouted for Monahan to resign, saying, quote, we don't trust you, Jay. You lied to our face. McElroy yelled back, just play better, Grayson. But in a mutinous atmosphere, the world's number three player's defense of Monahan did not achieve unanimous approval. Golf Channel reported the exchange, and another source has confirmed to the Telegraph that Murray responded by telling McElroy to f*** off. <laughs> oh, and there are cameras in here, but we got to wait for Netflix to put it together and put it up on what's it called? Full swing, full swing on the, Netflix. The, yeah. Shane Lowry, the, uh, was another of the golfers who spoke up in the Toronto clubhouse where the Canadian open is due to start on Thursday. The meeting took place just a few hours after Monaghan sat alongside Yasser Al Ramanyan, the governor of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, to announce the deal in a live TV interview that was on, uh, that, that's unbelievable. The, he goes on CNBC. This is how it breaks. Monaghan goes on with the Saudi guy on CNBC and breaks it on live TV without telling Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy, their agents or their players or any Saudi guy didn't tell Phil or, or Brooks. They just break it on a, on a, cable news show on a Tuesday morning. That is amazing. And it was shocking. Anyone who tells you they saw this coming, I don't care if it's Donald Trump. He predicted it, but no one thought it would happen this quickly. Uh, Jeff Ogilvie, the former uh, major winner, who's now some kind of, he's uh, uh, on the tour, but he's some kind of official with the players, some kind of uh, head of whatever. He says, I'm glad I wasn't Jay today. There's some grumpy players in there. I feel uh, a little bit sort of not lied to, but just that the tour has changed its position quickly and dropped it on us really fast. So maybe there's a feeling of a lack of trust in leadership. It feels like nobody really knows what's happening and the players are out of the loop, but no one really ever likes being out of the loop. Everyone likes information, especially when it's your livelihood and your job and the sport you love. See, that's the problem is nobody is going to think they handled it right. Nobody's going to say, yeah, he did what he could and glad he kept us informed. They told nobody. They just dropped the bomb on cable news on Tuesday morning and somewhere in Jupiter, Florida, uh, the, the, the greatest player ever is seething right now. As you pointed out, Ironhead, Will's, think of Will Zalatoris. Forget Tiger and his 800, Hideki's 400, and whatever they offered Rory, probably half a billion. Will Zalatoris, young player, great player, but he's had injuries. He has a back problem. He's missed, he missed uh, 
the Masters, I believe, and the PGA. Has the weirdest putting stroke you'll ever see. Weirdest putting stroke, but a great skinny guy. Looks like the the, the guy from uh, Happy Gilmore. What's the uh, what's the Adam Sandler movie? Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy Gilmore. He seems like a good guy. He was offered one hundred and thirty-five million to jump to live and turned it down. In his physical condition, I'm not sure he's ever going to make that up. He just must feel so burned. I'm not sure he has the cachet to really speak up, but God, he must feel like a chump. All right, let's get to Brooks Kepka. I saw this last night. This is Caitlin Collins, formerly the morning host with Don Lemon on uh, CNN, now hosting a nighttime show at 9 p.m. Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. I'm sorry, what did I say? Brooks Kepka. Brooks. Brooks, yeah, there's Will Zelatoris. Hey, you could add 135 million in the bank, and and you said no because you didn't. You know, it's the PGA Tour talked you out of it. God, he must feel so such such will, a fool. Will anyway. they have? Will they have a uh, like a foot to stand on legally to like sue for like that? No, much money? I guarantee you, no. I guarantee you that these the, the lawyers took care of this. I was just reading about the meeting. Got all the details from uh, the barstool guy. What's his name? Dan Rappaport. Mm-hmm. The meeting was all these lawyers and everything. That's uh, true. It, Colin Marikawa, he must have turned down, a, I don't know, if I had to guess, 200 million. Giant bag, yeah. Everybody, all the top players got some kind of offer, and they were most of them were obscene. And the way, if you're DeChambeau and you take 130, whatever it was, 140 million, you're thinking, you know, I do it for a year, two years, whatever, three years. I'm young enough to go back on the tour. I'm, I can still play the majors. Mm-hmm. As long as you didn't get shamed into, you know, spitting in the face of 9-11 families, well, as long as you didn't buy into that crap, then you walked away a fabulously wealthy man and money is never an issue again. You just can go out there and play. Take your private jet, you know, to your mansion in Jupiter, Florida, and live happily ever after. The biggest winner so, is probably Pat Perez, who's the an older guy. He right? got seventy Pat million, Perez. seventy million to go to live. He did. Is that what he got? That's Pat what, Perez got long hair. He's best known for his temper. Mm-hmm. He's always slamming clubs, and they they call him. I forget what his nickname is, like the volcano or something, because <laughs> he's always exploding. He got seventy million dollars. There was no way he was ever. And by the way, they get on top of that. The winner gets four million bucks. The team winner gets like two million bucks. These guys, Cam Smith won the, I think it was the first or the second tournament. He won like six million dollars. It's three days. It's 48 players. It's not a great deep field. And these guys were just making money hand over fist. And they're saying, you know, it's Saudi Arabia, but so what? We all take money from questionable places anyway. Uh, Pat Perez gets $70 million. Will Zalatoris gets nothing, nothing. And who knows when he'll play again. He must feel like an idiot. Anyway, DeChambeau goes on CNN and he does a Q and a with Caitlin Collins, who knows nothing about golf or the sport, doesn't even know the commissioner's name, but she grills him pretty good on the moral issue playing for, uh, for Saudi Arabia. And this is, and he says it, he says, I'm a golfer. He's a golfer. And these people expect a golfer to draw the moral line, say, I can't do business with Saudi Arabia, when their own hero, Joe Biden, is fist bumping with the evil crown prince less than a year ago, when Tony Blinken is on his knees in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, trying to convince the Saudis to not uh, leave us 
and go into the arms, the loving arms of China, trying to stop the China-Russian, you know, Saudi Arabia-Iran alliance. Our own Secretary of State, on the day the news broke, was in Saudi Arabia filleting the crown prince. Somehow, Bryson DeChambeau, who's a smart guy, he's not some meathead like Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be the guy. He says, no, no, those Saudis, they're evil. I'm staying with the PGA Tour. It was always nonsense. It was always a lie. And, uh, but I think he handles it pretty well. And I ask you this question. I tweeted this out. A golfer, just some golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, took more tough questions on the, on, on the moral decision, the, the moral dilemma that arises from dealing with Saudi Arabia. Bryson DeChambeau took more questions in five minutes from Caitlin Collins than Joe Biden has taken in 50 years. Or, to be fair, any other U.S. president. Uh, you know, you name it. Bush, uh, Obama, Clinton, they all got in bed with the Saudis. And somehow that's, you know, that's necessary in this crazy, complicated world. But a dumb golfer is supposed to be the guy who says, oh, no, I can't do that. I thought he handled it pretty well, said a couple of dumb things like, you know, we all make mistakes <laughs> when he was asked about, you know, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. But I thought he handled it pretty well. Let's listen to some of this exchange. And she did a pretty good job of, of uh of you know, giving him a pretty good grilling, asking some pretty tough questions, but he handled it well, and he did what Joe Biden's never been forced to do: explain, give, tell us morally, how do you justify getting in bed with this with these theocratic fascists? Anyway, let's listen. What about for those players though who stuck with the PGA Tour, who didn't accept uh, a lot of money that was coming their way from the Live Tour because of comments? from people like Monaghan and the criticism you face. Do you see Pat Monaghan or as yeah. um, Jay Monaghan, I should know, is, is a hypocrite in this situation? Well, look, I really feel bad for the information that was delivered to the players on the PGA Tour, the ones that stuck with them. Um, you know, we did take a risk. The players that did go over, we did take a risk, and there was a reason uh, for taking that risk relative to the, to, you know, the capital that had to be paid out for that to occur. Um, but I do feel bad for the, the PGA Tour players because uh, they were told one thing and something else uh, happened. And uh, on our side, we were told one thing, and it's come come to fruition. And uh, look, uh, in the end, for me, I want the players, the fans, and the game of golf to win. And you know, it, it does stink a little bit from my perspective that the PGA Tour players are not necessarily winning. I hope that they can find a way uh, to make sure that they are valued in the same way that we are um, over at Live and. Uh, I think that'll happen. It's just going to take some time with the players uh, pushing back a little bit and trying to figure out what makes them, uh, uh, what gives them the best opportunity to be successful on their own end. And eventually we all come back together now and play as uh, one group. I think that's the best thing, watching us play week in and week out, uh, the best players against uh, when each you other. Say, when you say bad information, what do you mean? Well, bad inf- I mean, look, there's a lot of information that can be delivered on both sides. Now, whether it's right or wrong is always subject to uh, what people believe. And, you know, behind, behind closed doors, there was a lot going on that anyone could really take in. Um, and a lot of players just weren't willing to take the risk, whereas uh, players like myself had some decent information and, and was willing to take that risk because not only did, you know, it, it would change our lives, but it would potentially change the landscape of the game of golf, of which we all believed in, the guys that went to live for a long time. Um, Phil being the same, 
in the same position. We, we all believed that there was a better path to uh, potentially grow the game and, and give people a new viewpoint and fresh perspective on the game of golf. And I think that's what you're seeing here now is that it's finally come to a place where um, the PGA Tour realized it, Liv realized it, we all realized that we're better together and not apart. Well, of course, you know, one thing that's not behind closed doors, which we do know, is that the Live Tour is backed by the Saudi Public Investment Fund, which, of course, is run by and backed itself by the Saudi Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Because of this, that is why it has earned so much criticism, including from the families of 9-11 victims. And the group put out a statement today saying, quote, the PGA in Monaghan, referring to the commissioner, appear to have become just more paid Saudi shills taking billions of dollars to cleanse the Saudi reputation. How do you respond to that? Well, I think we'll never be able to repay the families back for what exactly happened uh, just over 20 years ago. And what happened was is definitely horrible. And I think as time has gone on, 20 years has, has passed and we're in a place now where it's time to start trying to work together to make things better together as a whole. Um, I have deep sympathy. I don't know exactly what they're feeling. I can't ever know what they feel, but I have a huge amount of respect for their position and what they believe, um, nor do I ever want anything like that to ever occur again. I think as we move forward from that, we've got to look towards a pathway to peace, uh, especially in forgiveness, especially if we're trying to mend the world and make it a better place. Uh, I think this is what they're trying to accomplish. Liv is trying to accomplish um, the PIF is trying to accomplish. We're all trying to accomplish is a better yeah. world for everybody and a way to provide but great entertainment not, for everybody around the world. It's not just about 9-11. What, does it make you uncomfortable at all? Because it's not just that. They're accused of financing terrorism. They also are accused of killing a Washington Post reporter, Jamal Khashoggi. How do you feel knowing that that is where the money is backed by? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's unfortunate what has happened, and that's something I cannot necessarily speak on as I'm a golfer, but what I can say is that um, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to work on is is to be better allies, because we are allies with them, and, and look, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, I'm not specialized in that, but what I can say is they are trying to do good for the world and showcase themselves in a light that hasn't been seen in a while, and nobody's perfect, but we're all trying to improve in life. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if nobody's perfect when you're asked about murdering a guy or you know killing three thousand Americans. I'm not sure that was the appropriate response, but right there, he did a pretty good job. I will say that, and uh, that is five minutes, or is, that was part of the five minute interview. And those were tougher questions than uh, cringe jump here will ever get on the subject, or John Kirby, or Tony Blinken, or Joe Biden. It just seems so silly to expect a golfer to do something our president and all our major corporations don't do, refuse to do, which is uh, have a, a moral objection to doing business with uh, this uh, dictatorship, this 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 crime, murderous dictator in uh, Saudi Arabia. But anyway, it sure does add intrigue to the game. I love golf. I like watching golf, and it makes it all the more interesting. The live tournaments were tough to watch. Their ratings were terrible. Uh, but now those are over and they're merging. And uh, if you're just a fan, just want to watch some entertaining tournaments, I think we all win. We all win. How's that, Ironhead, friend? Golf is the big winner in this. But all right, speaking of big winners, we got to get to Tucker and and poor Elliot Page. Poor Elliot Page. She just can't catch a break, you know? She's... Uh, 
Two MAGA guys catches those hands. <laughs> they threw they threw a noose over her head and uh, said, "This is MAGA country and uh, get out of here." But uh, and she got to keep her subs. Do I have those? Do I have hoax? Do I have my hoaxes straight? I'm getting my I'm getting my hoaxes confused. We'll get to that and more. But first, did you know that over the last ten years, the inflation rate has risen three hundred percent? That's right, three hundred percent. It's now at a forty year high. When inflation is out of control, it's gold that comes to the rescue. Gold also protects you against rising interest rates, the devaluation of the dollar, and a recession. Protect your savings and insure yourself against a volatile market with the only asset that rises when the economy falters, gold. Gold is so popular, central banks are stockpiling it at the fastest pace ever in recorded history. Just ask my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold, the one universal currency that always retains its value. Allegiance Gold possesses the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. For added peace of mind, you can even opt to have your gold delivered securely right to your front door. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithgoldnow.com today. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Ensure your future financial stability with the company that consumers trust, Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithgoldnow.com or call 844-790-9191. All right, we got to move. Let's get to Tucker. I'm going to just say it. I know you're shocked. I'm going to say it was a resounding success, his return. He did a 10-minute Twitter video. It was the same setup as his usual shows. You know, jacket, tie, background, 10-minute monologue. And he is really good at this. Let me just say, he's a really good writer. He reads his teleprompter, you know, uh, like like me, reading spots. He does it uh, flawlessly. And it was short, so lots of people said, man, 10 minutes, let me check it out. We're approaching 70 million views now. And it just makes you wonder, is this how it's going to work now? Guys like Tucker Carlson, people like the Daily Wire guys are going to just go to Twitter. That's where you're going to post their content, hoping that uh, Elon Musk uh, keeps his promise that they will not be edited. They will not be censored. He said at the end, by the way, says they told us that this would be a free speech platform. If that's not true, we'll leave. See, I think that's the beauty of this. He's going to Twitter. It's open-ended. I don't think he signed any contract. He can do Twitter until they mess with him, and then he'll leave. You know, what's he got to lose? But if they don't mess with him, he's going to get massive numbers, and he'll just, uh, I assume, go, you know, expand it, go longer than 10 minutes. Will he go every night? What time will it drop? We don't know yet. I just know that there is a massive, yes, he's just eclipsed 70.3 million views. That's remarkable. A good night, again, as I said on Fox News, was 3 million views. He got 70. But let's watch a little of it, and I'll just tell you, you know, it's worth watching the whole thing. It's worth watching the 10 minutes. He touched on lots of things. The war in Ukraine, the bombing of the pipeline. The bombing of the dam in Ukraine. He took some great shots at Lindsey Graham and others and just talked, you know, about free speech. He talked about all the lies the government is telling us these days. But uh, let's watch. 
Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic. It was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see. The Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government. It currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been, for the last 240 years, home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, the Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate as a test strike. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline, last fall. He's the best. This is something, you know, no one else goes there. Even, you know, guys, you know, I like even, you know, you know, Greg Kelly and Rob Schmidt on Newsmax or Jesse Waters on Fox. He just does, goes places they don't go. And he gets into this, he gets into the pipeline, which he was the first to say that we blew up. Um, and he gets into, you know, the Zelensky, the Zelensky worship here. He shows the, the video of uh, Lindsey Graham sucking up to Zelensky like a week ago, telling him, the money we spend to kill Russians is the best money we ever spent. And he just destroys Lindsey Graham once again. I missed that. He was always good at going after Lindsey, but it's, it's terrific as, as always, as you'd expect. And uh, I'm not sure how often or when we'll see him again, but man, people, there is an appetite for Tucker Carlson right now as those numbers show. Um, and, uh, We'll be, uh, we'll be waiting, watching. We don't know when the next one's going to drop, but when it does, we'll be here for it. I mean, let me do Shay, and then we'll just uh, tell you what happened to poor Elliot Page. <laughs> I don't know if she'll ever recover. <sighs> poor thing. Oh, these, these MAGA guys, they're just everywhere. Chicago, L.A., they're everywhere attacking sweet, innocent, uh, famous actors and actresses. I'm not even sure which one Elliot Page is today, but uh, we'll tell you about that. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I will... Uh... <laughs>
you know what? I don't think anybody believes this. Uh, you know, there were people who believed Jesse Smollett, God knows the vice president Kamala Harris and others pretended to believe Jesse Smollett getting beaten up by two MAGA guys at two in the morning when it was 24 below zero in Chicago, putting a noose over his neck, pouring bleach on him on him and telling him it's MAGA country. That was ridiculous from the start. You know, most of us knew, but lots of people played along. I'm not sure anyone's even playing along with this. Elliot Page, this is from the uh, New York Post, actor. Okay, th- I'm going to read their words. Now, I obviously, I'm looking at the screen now. Obviously, Elliot Page is a woman who's pretending to be a man. That's fine. She's an adult. She can do what she wants. But this is from the New York Post. Actor Elliot Page has shared he was verbally attacked and threatened by a crazed transphobic man who shouted that he was the reason, he was the reason, quote, I need a gun in Los Angeles. Page was standing on the corner in West Hollywood on his way to the Pink Dot convenience store when the enraged and hateful stranger approached him shouting obscenities, according to the LA Times, quote, I'm going to effing gay bash you, F word. The man yelled, forcing the actor to bolt toward the store in fear. Employees at the Pink Dot escorted a terrified Page into the shop. This is why I need a gun, the maniac yelled at Page through the door. Page, whose dead name is Ellen Page, revealed he was transgender in 2020, feels, says he no longer feels safe in Los Angeles. <laughs> sure you don't, Los Angeles. Yeah, it's not safe for a famous actress who's transgender. That's, oh, they're, they're tough. Times are tough, you can tell, by, the, uh, by all the uh, pride celebrations. Times, they, they, they feel safe. We showed you the video the other day in L.A., in West Hollywood, where a guy was whipping the naked ass of another guy in the back of a pickup truck at a family-friendly pride parade. And he says, she says, she's not safe in L.A. Anyway, the door, um, uh, the ordeal may have shaken the actor, but he acknowledged that he has the privilege to stay in safe hotels and hire security, unlike most people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not traumatic but I have resources that in every instance that is difficult protect and shield me from these things. Page told the LA times we got to get all the way down to the last line of the story. I mean, in the last couple of graphs, um, page has a book coming out. The memoir memoir shares details about his secret relationship with a closeted female co-star and a romance with Kate Mara. Um, page boy is the book was released today. That would be yesterday. That would be the day that the story came out. <laughs> I hope no and one it, buys this friggin' book or at venues all over America for the next 10 days. Oh, no one buy the book. Do we have any cameras, any video, any, they don't even have a witness. So the employees at pink dot, Escorted him away from the transphobe. Yeah, there's uh, there's no security cameras at any of these no. convenience stores. No, at these convenience stores in Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, good luck to him. He's trying to get a little publicity for his book. He did it. Who she says did- that? Who would say that? Going up to someone and be like, "I'm gonna f and gay bash you." <laughs> gay bash you. Yeah, that's what people always say. They tell you, "I'm gonna gay bash." You. <laughs> We're in Los Angeles during the day on the streets in front of witnesses. 
You got to try harder there, Elliot. Yeah, if I uh, see if I see a video of this actually happening, I'll put my hand up and say I was wrong, but I guarantee you I don't see one. Uh, we don't do uh, we don't have time to do the Jamie Raskin. We'd say that cuz this is amazing. Jamie Raskin that told just the most incredible lie yesterday and I wanted to do the Do we have time for uh Elliot Page talking about Jesse Smollett if you want if you forget what it sounded like after Smollett came out with his ridiculous hoax for which he spent 6 days in jail. You want to talk about gay black privilege, six days in jail for uh, costing the uh, Chicago Police Department, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, sending them on the wild goose chase, trying to start a race war is what he, what he did. He spent six days in jail. Anyway, as a reminder of how some people reacted to that lie, this was uh, Ellen Page on with, who's she on with? Colbert, Colbert. yeah. Um, with Colbert talking about it. At this point, everyone knew it was all made up. Some people were playing along. Listen to who uh, Elliot Ellen Page blames for the hoax, the pretend, the fake attack on uh, her friend Jesse. Go ahead. Like really fired up tonight. This is, how, this is how you have to be fired up. It feels up. impossible to you not feel fi- this way right now with yeah. the president and the vice president, Mike Pence, who like wishes I couldn't be married. Let's just be clear. The vice president of America wishes I didn't have the love with my wife. He wanted to ban that in Indiana. He believes in conversion therapy. He has hurt LGBTQ people so badly as the government of Indiana. And I think the thing we need to know, and I hope my show Gaycation did this, in terms of connecting the dots, in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse. I don't know him personally. I I sent all of my love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble. You spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused and they're going to kill themselves and people are going to be beaten on the street. I have traveled the world and I have met the most marginalized people you could meet. I am lucky to have this time and the privilege to say this. This needs to stop. Whoa. (laughs) This needs to stop. She's upset. She blames Mike Pence because Jesse Smollett hired a couple of Nigerian bodybuilders (laughs) to pretend to beat him. She's she's not well. He's not well. Whatever. Elliot is uh, got issues. I'm just gonna say it. Elliot has issues. I don't think Mike Pence. Mike Pence is announcing today his candidacy for the president. I don't think he's got uh, Elliot's vote. I really don't. I but, just uh, I like this sentence. Uh, I hope my show Gaycation helped you guys realize <laughs> <laughs> the most marginalized. Yeah, a transgender multimillionaire actor in Los Angeles. I can't think of anyone quite as marginalized as uh, Elliot Ellen Page. Does not sound, does not look like a very happy person. No. I'm sorry. Nope. Anyway, we got to leave it there. Big day, big day, crazy day, wild day. I'm looking, I'm, I'm so into this golf right now. I can't wait till the whole thing merges and we have all kinds of backbiting and people hating on each other. This is good for sports, good for the game, but, uh, We will leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening and and commenting. Come back Friday. 
Come back. We're going to have a fan mail Friday. Come back Friday. Uh, thanks, Iron Ed. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.